welcome to Yo More Boys. This is Season 1, Episode 5. Hey everybody, welcome to Season 1, Episode 5. Season 5, Episode 1 of Yo More Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Each episode's a season. That's right. Yeah. Uh, let's give a quick rundown, yep. and then we'll do, uh, we'll see how each other's week's been going, I guess. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I wouldn't recommend it. I'd prefer <laughs> you go back to probably episode two. Might, uh, might I recommend some other podcasts that you would check out? <laughs> there are plenty of things from Stanford <laughs> University, Harvard, many teaching courses online. Um, so... You're, you're listening to Gilmore Boys. Gilmore Boys, what the purpose is, uh, is that we are going to, episode by episode, analyze each season and each episode of Gilmore Girls. Because we, we spend our time wisely. Exactly. We're not here to um, make fun. We're here to give you a male point of view, and uh, hopefully you appreciate our point of view. If you do, episode six will be up next. If you don't, Again, Stanford University, <laughs> Harvard, etc. This, is, this is just a big plug for iTunes U. That's this that's really it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the premise of the show. Um, but Adam, how was your week? It's all right, man. I went to my first rap show. So you know, as an awkward white guy, that was an experience. Yeah. Um, it's sort of fish out of water. Other than that, it's just fucking work, man. What about you? Hmm. Uh, I was sick. It was my birthday. Uh, I got a new synthesizer. Yeah. White, white boy oh, shit. Oh man, that thing looks awesome. Dude, that thing is way awesome. You need to get one. I, I wish know. I could buy you one. Maybe yeah. from uh, our sponsors, we can buy you one. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. No. Okay. Um. Well, don't cry because there's a whole episode of Gilmore. Uh, Gilmore Girls to go through. <clears throat> uh, do you want to go do, do the summary this Absolutely. week? Absolutely, yep. All right. So, um, it's kind of, uh, it was an all right episode, not too bad. Um, it was picking up steam, I thought. Pick up, yeah, it's picking up steam. So it starts off, um, Emily Gilmore is, is uh, you know, having her, her, they're doing their dinner thing or whatever, and they, they're trying, she's trying to talk uh, Lorelai and Rory into going to a funeral of someone they don't know doing the whole motherly guilt thing um of course you know they they sort of just say they give sort of a non-answer um there's a bake sale (laughs) going on um and Lorelai obviously has to bake for that um Rory's oh Rory takes the public bus to school which is weird you know it's like it's it's sort of like this upper crust like why would you take a public bus but okay um, also, wasn't it? It wasn't just like a school bus. It was like, yeah, it was like the, a it was public. like the town's greyhound. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> and then like uh, Rory's love interest Dean like jumps on the bus and like scares her. And then and then she says yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'll be at school in like forty minutes." I'm like, "Who the fuck takes forty minutes to get to school in like a rich town?" But anyways, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and then pans over to uh, Michelle our favorite, um, who is attending to some French people pretending to hate French people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's like a self-hating French person. I don't know. Um, so Suki is obviously helping Lorelai for the bake sale um, and manages to light the bake sale table on fire with a flaming <gasps> torch. You don't say. I do say. Well. Um, <laughs> I have in quotes Max Medina, which I think is his actual 
character name, but I don't Mr. think I was, Medina. I wasn't yeah. sure of myself. Anyways, he's going hard after Lorelai, and like Lorelai is just <laughs> not feeling it. And, what do you um, mean by that? Oh, you you, you know. Eh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, could you just could you do me a favor and just repeat what you just said about Max Medina? Sure. Uh, Max Medina is really going after Lorelai. No, you didn't. Huh? What? You didn't say that. I didn't say that. Going no, hard no. after Laura. <laughs> that's right. You, you. That's right. He is. Okay, go ahead. That, by the way, for all of our listeners, um, is the new innuendo horn. This is a new feature of Gilmore Boys. Um, there's a lot of innuendos, so uh, I would like to welcome everyone to the innuendo horn. Continue. Um, so Lorelai, you know, I'm going to be really self-conscious not to say anything sexual from this point on. And as you know, I'm a very sexual person, so that's going to be very hard. The sexiest. Um, yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, Lorelai is like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And they con they compromise on a coffee pre-date, which is sort of like, yeah, you're nice, but I don't really want to date you. Um, obviously she doesn't want to date him because she's Rory's teacher. Um, so Rory goes into the store to talk with Dean after this bus encounter, uh, avoids him at first. Um, and, you know, she's kind of stalking Dean, which is a little weird. Um, she runs into the, I, who I refer to as Dance Lady. I don't really remember her name. She's Patty. The, Patty. Patty. She's, she's an awesome character. I like her. Yes. Um, which she's there literally stealing fruit. <laughs> <laughs> like literally just stealing it and eating it in front of everybody. And what's his face? Kirk. Kirk is like the new oh, produce manager and just Kirk. like goes up to him, goes up to her and basically like gives her a shakedown, which is pretty funny. Um, Rory, in order to, you know, not be awkward, buys a mousetrap and some lettuce to quote unquote not talk with Dean. Um, leaves very awkwardly, as Rory is wont to do. Um, so Lorelai meets Max for coffee. It's it, it has that awkwardness where they're trying not to be romantic but they sort of are romantic and it's just weird um there's an old dude that sits down between them and um they're making just sort of lewd jokes to one another and the old guy gets pissed off and leaves which i thought was pretty cool um anyways lorelei agrees to dinner um so lorelei goes back to suki talks about max uh worried that dating her teacher would piss off rory or mess up her school life or whatever um <laughs> so here, here, my hero Scott Patterson gets incredibly angry at Suki because Suki just goes behind his counter, and then Scott Patterson, uh, I'm sorry, Luke, freaks out because apparently his insurance doesn't cover Suki, you know. And Luke, mm -hmm. always the pragmatist, is only pissed That's off you. because of the I, Jesus Christ. That's why I love him so much. He is the he is the logical conclusion of like my angriest personality. Like that's that yeah. I think that's why I like him so much. Um, so anyhow, um, where was I? Oh yes, yes, yes. So the hipster couple, which is what I call them. It's like the old lady and sort of the rockabilly oh. dude. I just call them yep. hipster couple in my brain because they're awesome and they kind of look like hipsters. But so yeah. her name is is Babette. Babette. Oh, that, Babette. That's a good name. Babette um, is uh, Sally Struthers. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I remember uh, you. Yes. Right, Sally, Sally Struthers, yeah, Sally right? Struthers. Yeah. 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 So they have a cat named Cinnamon, and she ain't doing so hot, and she dies. Um, 
And that's the end of the episode. No, um, so the, so it comes out that they have fed the cat some clams from like a non-reputable place to eat. And the guy is firmly convinced that that's what kills her. Obviously the cat was just on its way out. Um, but anyways, Lorelai ends up throwing a wake for the cat, which is adorable. And um, <laughs> both Suki and Luke come with food and are obviously competing for the food person at a wake, at a cat wake, which is apparently something you compete over. Um, um, what else was going on? Dean brings food. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So my, <laughs> Excellent my, note you have. <laughs> Dean brings food. <laughs> <laughs> Next line. Um, I, I'm really, a, you know, it's no wonder I was such a mediocre student. Like, these notes are fucking terrible. Jesus. I know, I do the same thing. Oh, God. Um, I'm just going to skip forward because this, like, I'm going into details that, um, so anyways... Uh, Max shows up. Um, Lorelai totally forgot that she had a date with Max uh, because of the cat death in the cat wake. Um, so Scott Patterson and Suki are still fighting over food. Um, so, so Kirk actually makes good with the drama lady because apparently his boss chewed, her out, chewed him out for not letting her steal food, which is apparently what you do in small towns. Um, huh. And... I thought it was really sweet that the, the 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 cat dad was playing some jazz on the piano because the cat really liked the jazz. I thought that was nice. Um, mm -hmm. So, anyways, uh, you know, uh, Rory Rory figures out that they were going on a date, and Max, is, you know, just sort of runs away. But they agree to go at a later time and reschedule, quote unquote. Um, Dean scares her again while she's brooding um dean apologizes for bugging her thinking that you know she doesn't like him because you know he's obviously been coming on strong uh but rory in her in her very you know non-awkwardness says i am interested and then like runs away like that's literally she says i am interested and then runs away oh. um yeah it's awkward um so lorelei and rory eventually make up um and that's the end of that plot line, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. Um, so, so basically, uh, the, the general themes are like, you know, Rory's obviously going after Dean, kind of, and Dean is going after Rory, very obviously. Um, Lorelai's doing the whole like, I trying to avoid date, dating anyone at all, and also avoiding it to not complicate Rory's life. Um, the whole like, you know letting go of your children and how how to live your life after wait that doesn't make sense what the my notes are fucking awful jesus okay, wait. christ no wait let me help you out let me swoop please in do you. jesus this is a train wreck your notes are not that bad okay. i read your notes before our episode today okay and when i was watching the episode because you got done with me you got done with the episode first and so i saw that you had notes and i didn't read them I just saw the, the level of detail they went into. Yeah. Now, I decided this morning when I watched the episode, I'm going to take notes. But then I only took two notes, and I decided, I think, half, you know, right after, like, two, I was like, ah, fuck it, Adam did it. So, <laughs> so here's the notes that I do have. Okay. <laughs> Summary. Distant cousin died. Number two. Cinnamon being pulled around by cart with private area. <laughs> 
<laughs> so oh, let me God. explain that to oh, our listeners. Cine- that's my notes. That's this episode. Now I this know is like I the have worst lot- group project ever. Well, no, 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 because I have I actually have so I I I do summary when I this is this is a little BTS if you guys will the behind the scenes I do a summary about the show but then I take notes on things I want to talk about yeah um, that is the genius that is me this summary is nothing I got I got notes so don't worry there's okay. stuff to talk about right. but um for anyone that's un- not understanding so the the note cinnamon being pulled around by cart with <laughs> private area um. Is first off not a complete sentence. <laughs> Number two, here's what it means: Sally Struthers was pulling. She had like a radio flyer wagon. Cinnamon was in it, and Cinnamon she decorated the radio flyer with like a little hut, and it was like a little. Pr- and she said, "This is." And somebody, Lorelai said, "What's that little hut that's in the radio flyer?" And she said, "Oh, that's her private area. Cinnamon likes to go and be alone sometimes." So I just thought it was funny that everyone should know that she's being pulled around by a cart uh, with a private area. So there you go. Your notes are can, fine. Can you say Here. private area one more time? Can I do what? <laughs> say private area one more time. <laughs> so, okay. Here, I'll go into some notes then since, since you've gone through the summary. Here's what I wanted to mention. Um, actually, I, I, I wanted to mention during, so I don't know what, we got to come up with a term for it, but there's like the small, it's the intro. Yeah. So you have, you have your first scene and then there's some, it's like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of sitcoms. I feel like they did this a lot more in the eighties and nineties. It was like before the credit sequence, it was like a small little anecdote, not really related to the rest of the show, yep. and then title sequence, and then you get into the show. Yep. So, in this term, in this time's en- uh, intro, we were sitting around, and there was um, a discussion that Emily uh, Gilmore, who is Lorelai's mother, once associated with a Nazi, and um, I can't remember who, but someone made a joke about the Nazi, and I just wanted to announce, we have our first Gilmore Girls Nazi joke. <laughs> just, just to let everybody know, Adam is probably going to call me after this episode and be like, don't ever fucking use that horn again. But that's fine. Well, um, no, it's fine so, so long as we, we, we rename it to the multi-purpose horn. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, by, I, by the way, I have a multi-purpose horn for you. Um, that was terrible. Um, what does yeah, that mean? I, I have no idea. Um, but actually, no, that, that comes at the end where, like, uh, uh, Lorelai makes some deadpan joke, and Emily obviously doesn't get it, and she's like, I'm joking, Mom, God. And then, like, like two minutes later, uh, Emily Gilmore basically lies and says that she's been consorting with Nazis. And then... Um, Lorelai goes, you socialize with a known Nazi. That's despicable. That's heinous. And she goes, no, that's a joke. And then theme song. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. Do I you, okay. A lot of oh, sitcoms God. do do that. Like, um. Still, though? I, I don't know. Well, I, don't, I don't, I don't really. I don't, so I don't know. I, I, I watch a lot of sitcoms. The, so the only sitcom that I see because it, like, comes on after, like, Jeopardy is hot in Cleveland. And, like, yeah. they. I, I, I don't know. That I mean, Cheers did it. 
Yes, this is true. Seinfeld did not. Yeah, Seinfeld didn't do that. Seinfeld always did, like, if there was an opening at all, it was always stand-up. But that was, like, their thing. You know? It was stand-up or it was just like... Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Right in exactly, thing. yeah. Um, but Seinfeld's actually a good sitcom, so, I mean, they can, you know, do what they please. We, yeah, well, okay, so here's, a, here's something to... Speaking of Nazis, okay, this was kind of fucked up. Uh, this, yeah, this was weird. So, the past couple of nights I've been, I, after my wife falls asleep, I'm usually up later than her, so I still want to continue watching Netflix, so I usually, like, turn off whatever we were watching together, because I'm a sweet husband, and I'll wait for her. And then I, I look for something else. So, I've noticed recently that Netflix just says, like, oh my gosh, they have a ton of Nazi documentaries. Yep. A ton. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I mean, I could name them off. There's like the decent one, which is about, um, God, I can't remember any of their names. Anyway, um, and then I started watching one on the BBC about the last Nazis. They're trying to find like the last Nazis in their 90s. That one's a really good one. Mm-hmm. There's a couple, there's one from, I don't know if it's Spain or Mexico, um, but it's about Hitler's last days. There's a ton right now. And I've been watching them, and I love them. Like I'm. I, inter- so interestingly, there is also the Nazi propaganda piece, Triumph of the Will. You can watch that on Netflix. Oddly enough. Really? Do you know what Triumph of the Will is? I've heard of it, and I yeah, think I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, seriously? I I've actually gotten about twenty minutes, and it is the most boring piece of shit I've ever I watched bet. in my entire life. But I made an honest effort, and I got about twenty minutes in. And I'm like. Fuck this! And I turned it so off. So wait, but. is Triumph of the Will um, kind of what uh, Tarantino was making fun of in Inglorious Bastards? A little bit. I mean, like Triumph of the Will is really like they're they were, and this is my relatively un- uneducated opinion, but like it's they, they were basically showing all the great portions of German life, and they were they were trying to really instill this sort of nationalistic pride. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know they're fucking Nazis. I mean, it's 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 one. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to look at that piece, knowing what I know, and look at it in an unbiased light because I'm just like, ugh, I don't yeah. wanna, you know. Um, but you know, I, I I did the normal like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this whole thing and really study it. I got like 20 minutes in. And I was like, yeah, no, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, well. What about Nazis? Something like the that? The reason I was I was mentioning this is... You see it? <laughs> <laughs> For everyone listening, I just... <laughs> I just... I just <laughs> something I like to do, something that I like to do, is I like to... When I'm on a professional call, and I'll, I'll consider this a professional call, I like to try and make the other person laugh, so I just sent Adam a really funny Instagram photo of a little... A little black baby who looks like a grown-up woman. Um, so I, just, I just said, sorry. And I got through the rest of my description of Triumph of the Will without <laughs> laughing, and then I just, I just, I just crashed and burned right at the but end. Now, but now, I'm looking, now I'm looking at the photo. It's really funny. This little baby, she's like a big, she's like a grown-up woman. <laughs> All right. Anyway, any, <laughs> anyway. So the point Christ. is about the back to back to Nazi Germany. Um, yeah, I'm, and so I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, what is it with our culture? Like, we are very. 
I don't want to say we're obsessed with Nazis, but I mean... No, we're upset. We're obsessed with Nazis. Well, I think we are, right? I mean, we yeah. like, like, subconsciously, of course, we're all against the Nazi culture, but I think it was such a, at least for our generation, it's something we've heard about, and we can't actually, it almost feels unreal. Now, I, look, I've got a lot of Jewish friends. Please, I know the Holocaust was real. Do not write in and say, just shut the fuck up in advance. But I'm saying, you know, it it's hard for us to fathom because we didn't actually see it. It's like, of course we all know it happened, but it's it's almost like this not fantasy world, but you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, it, it, I well, can't. It's, it seems not only like another era, like it just seems like a whole nother world for us because like we, yeah. don't, we don't live in a world where like tons and tons of countries are are very obviously warring against each other. Like, we live yeah. in a world where lots of countries fight, like, weird proxy wars with each other, and it's all very subtle and passive-aggressive. And, you know, like, when when you're taught about World War II and the Holocaust, like, it's just all... It's, it's, it's big and sort of sadly romanticized and like it, it's just like yeah yeah it just it there 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 is a theme of unreality about it, it right unreality is probably the best way to put it it just right, seems right, unreal right. i mean very you know very obviously it happened but you know it's just it's it's weird it, it's hard it's, it's hard it's hard to picture that happening right in in the so world I, it just is yeah so i'm like watching you know all these documentaries recently and i'm like man so, it's so weird how the it's like it's I'm kind of fascinated in a gruesome kind of f- twisted way yeah. too you know like, especially mm-hmm. like Dr. Mengele and all his crazy science experiments and just like really horrible things that happen to people so then I I'm like I gotta watch the next episode of whatever Nazi doc I was on so I, I went to the next episode well Netflix would not load so then I tried to watch the next episode of Gilmore Girls it would not load nothing was loading so I restart my phone, I mean, blah, 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 blah. I was like, something's screwed up. So I have profiles on my Netflix. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to sign into my wife's profile. Just watch it on there. It must be cached with my session. So I, I log into her profile. She does not use her profile ever. She just uses mine. So basically what I'm saying is I was able to have a fresh experience <laughs> with Netflix, not the experience yeah. of... Hey, James, here's all the movies we would recommend to you based on what you watch. Right. And all I watch are dramas and really twisted shit. And then a lot of, like, kid stuff. A mm-hmm. lot of... So I go into this fresh, unbridled Netflix account. No Nazis. <laughs> Nothing. And, and, and so that's that's why I was like, man, they're really pushing the Nazi thing yeah. recently. No, I'm pushing the Nazi thing. Because I go into oh that's oh that's some guilt that burns right, right? Burns. so I go into her account and I and it's like there's shows on there I've never even known were on Netflix like things like uh, things like uh, <laughs> Adam just sent me a picture things you know like I, I can't remember I looked at her unbridled fresh stock Netflix account it was just fart joke sitcoms and like I don't know triple X with Vin Diesel and that's like it so I just thought it was funny after we're all so accustomed to using Netflix forever and ever that it's just a glowing reflection of you Mm -hmm. mine is shitty horror movies kid stuff and just dramatic films and Nazi docs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but I didn't know there's a whole world of Netflix 
cues out there of just Care Bears and uh, like Goldie Hawn films. So I don't know. It's like take take me to that Netflix. Take me, <laughs> take me, take me. Look, I'm dying. Take me over there. I want to well, watch Care Bears. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna just check in on the old you know stock Netflix world every now and then. I'm gonna pop over there and just see just see what's going on because I'm not. I'm not getting offered certain things deliberately by Netflix, which they think is a feature, and I'm now calling. I don't know, but now here's I, I just can, can you go in and tell them to stop recommending shit? Because I I doubt that. I don't know, man, but their recommendations sometimes are just like, <laughs> <laughs> like so. I'm trying to think of one, but it, everybody listening knows it's like, hey, did you did you enjoy Ghostbusters? Well, you're gonna. <laughs> You're going to love Felicity. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yep. You know, it, actually, what's even worse is like, I don't know if the Netflix app still does this or whatever, but for a long time, they would come up with the wackiest genres. Oh, yeah. Like, they would just take like three genre names and yeah. put them at one after the next and then just throw some shit in there. And you're like, yeah, okay, it was like Netflix. It was like uh, dark was cerebral like... comedies. Awesome. Let's yeah, do dark... that. Dark cerebral comedies was was a fave. There's also then it just got weird. Like um, uh, what was it? It was like um, vampire films with a with a tinge of teenage sarcasm. Locate uh, which takes place in a Canadian snow border. Like it was it was there, there oddly was like, specific. Oddly yeah, oddly specific. specific. And it makes you question yourself. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, what are they? And also, okay. You know there's like um I was gonna say a control group, but that's not the right term. There's a there's a like a research there's an R and D group at Netflix. Who's just some people, I hope it's people like us, sitting around looking at all the like analysis of things and trying to figure out who are the serial killers and who are <laughs> you know, like and I guarantee my name's popped up every now yep. and then because and oh, I'm sure this you guy too, again. Right? Because it's always like Human centipede, yo gabba gabba, and then like I don't know, and then there's like fucking like uh, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers, but, or like but the what, Jeffersons. But one episode over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Just no, like... I've done that. Like, dude, this. Why did in one 24-hour period did this network Netflix customer watch the Human Centipede one and two in a row, and then watched four of the same Cheers episode? Because that's happened. <laughs> and the funny thing is, they're sitting. Okay. Now let's think about the reality. They're sitting there judging me. I'm the serial killer. Here's what actually happened, right? I watched Human Centipede 1 and 2, back to back. 2 was horrible. I can't wait for 3. Then, I decided, it was a little dark. I need to watch some cheers and cheer myself up. I watched one episode. I had to run to the restroom. I sat in the restroom for too long. I came back. I restarted the episode. Rinse and repeat, and there you go. Now you've got a serial killer tale. But they don't know. They don't know what's going on. Now, do you, uh, do you, do you believe that you're on a like a, a list, like a short list that they're just keeping? I don't think I'm on like a. I'm not on like a. There's got to be like a top 100 crazy users list, yeah, but yeah. and I'm not on there. But I'm definitely. I've been. I've been caught by their their like. Uh, batshit customers algorithm every now and then I'm sure 
I'm sure. Uh, I mean, okay, all right, that's it, Adam. Yeah. Pull up Netflix. Ugh. We're this is this is the we're gonna go through the last five things we've watched in our queue. But I, I share an account with my wife, so like this is not all the better. Yeah. All <laughs> the better. And so do I. Oh man. All right. So we're just gonna read in order the last five things that we've watched. Yeah. Oh, mine is like mine is fucking vanilla. It's Friends, Gilmore Girls, New Girl, Bob's Burgers, and Futurama. Yeah. That's telling me that your wife needs to let you have a little you time. Oh, all right. All right, I've got Gilmore Girls, The Last Nazis, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 3, <laughs> <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China, <laughs> and The Universe, which is a great show. Uh, wonderful show. Um, I'm trying to look back and see if it gets any crazier. No, it's just bullshit um <laughs> anyway okay so i mentioned the term felicity so let's talk about felicity for a minute this sure. relates back to gilmore girls i promise but my wife has started watching felicity and she's a trooper she will watch anything with me so i always try and get involved in whatever she's watching and uh and i so i started watching felicity and it was kind of dumb and so i was like oh, i'll give it a couple episodes like i'll see there's got to be something in this man She's almost done with that series. That thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> and I'll tell you, J.J. Abrams was the... It was the first show he worked on. It was, a, like, his first project. Yeah. Wow. It's it's so bad, and I won't even get into why it's so bad, but here's the one thing. That show was from the 90s. It was a very, like, indicative 90s show. Like, just... So, the, the thing... Here's my next note. 90s were just... Girls chanting, like Natalie Imbruglia, Felicity, Sarah McLaughlin, Chokers. Yep. And so, the, the reason I say that is the, the show Felicity. It doesn't even. I don't even really know what it's about. To be honest, I've watched episodes. And I'm like, what the fuck? But if you watch it, it's just like people in Chokers and people in college getting upset about. I don't know. I don't even know what they're upset about. It's you know drama, and they're all at coffee shops in the 90s and there's all this just music chanting like kind of stuff mm -hmm. and the theme song is this it's this hor my wife agrees she's like oh the theme song is the worst it's like da 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 it's like Cocteau Twins but in a it's like a Starbucks house band decided to cover Cocteau Twins and then and then I realized that's not just Felicity, of course it's not. It's my so-called life. Mm -hmm. Although my so-called life had some had like a cool soundtrack. And then it goes back telling you to Gilmore Girls. There's a lot of that. Now Gilmore Girls is the fun version, of course. But Gilmore Girls goes to that like it's the there's a segue music in between like every scene that's just like da 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 Hers, da. You know, the Gilmore Girls uh, like in between music is almost always in in three four, I I've, I've noticed that it's it's like a nice oh. little it's a, it's like a nice little pleasant waltz which I I right. I love waltzes for whatever reason and well like, they're calming they yeah. they are and that's the thing is like it's like oh okay now we're transitioning into something oh. else yeah exactly exactly yeah. okay so I, I I just it's weird though because like and I don't know if you've, if you've ever listened to them but there's a band called the Sundays from the really early 90s. No, never Man, heard. 
I mean, it's right. It's it's not it's not up there with like Sarah McLachlan and all stuff. But they were an awesome band, yeah. really awesome band, but totally dated, totally that '90s sound. So what was it with the '90s where everyone was just kind of just uh, chanting and kind of self-involved? And I mean, Dude, culturally, I, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you, man. Because when I was growing up in the '90s, I was in Nirvana. I was doing that. Yeah. And that's and so I wasn't a part of the whole chanting thing till later. Mm-hmm. Um in like college I would start listening to like REM and a lot of like you know my bloody valentine and and all that stuff. So then that's when I was like okay, let's get into the chanty thing, but I don't know, I just wanted to mention that Felicity sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God, what were we talking about? Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, yes. Um, so there is a Valley of the Dolls reference, and I've never... I don't know what that is. I've never seen it. I don't even vaguely know what it's about. Let me explain. No, Let okay. me explain. Let me explain, uh, darling. Uh, Valley of the Dolls was a book that is some way r- related... It's associated with pretty sure it's associated with Sharon Tate of the um, Charles Manson murder. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it's just like a drama. It was like a kind of soap opera-y thing, and they made a, they made a I think it was a TV movie out of it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, it was like a big deal in the 70s, or a it's not a Fifty Shades of Grey by any means, but it was that kind of like it had a quick moment kind of a popularity. Yeah. Um, they made a they didn't there was a sequel it's not a sequel. There was a follow-up called Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which I have not seen, but it was by a director named Russ Meyer. Mm-hmm. And Russ Meyer is a 70s icon. He's famous for faster uh, pussycat kill kill. Mm-hmm. He basically made all of these films that were like exploitation films, and they were focused on women with extremely large breasts. Okay. I am personally a Russ Meyer fan. <laughs> like these, these were not... We're talking like... Kate Upton was a B cup. Oh, Jesus. So these were like E's and F's starting out. And he (laughs) only made films with like these girls were heroines and stuff like that. So beyond the Valley of the Dolls, while I agree with you, I don't, I'm not familiar with Valley of the Dolls. I really need to watch beyond Valley of the Dolls because from what I've heard, it's a Rustmeyer film. We got big boobs galore, but it's supposed to be the wackiest, craziest film as far as like it starts out as a drama, then it goes into an action movie, and then there's a horror oh. element. And I think he just was playing off the idea of like, oh, there's Valley of the Dolls is huge. I'm going to make a relation to it, but it's actually just me making another crazy, <laughs> wacky movie. Yeah, it's, so it's like it, it's a tie-in. It's just kind of like, It's oh, a tie-in yeah. to exploit the media kind of thing. <laughs> it's a, You're going to love it, darling. It's a tie-in to it. the Valley of the Dolls. <laughs> You gotta have so, an angle. You gotta have a gimmick. <laughs> You're good. Oh, You're good. Thank you. Thank you. So did you want to say anything about Valley of the Dolls? No, I just no. 
Dude, All right, I, I got one. I, I've I've like I've just had a weird week, so like I'm just like okay. in a weird headspace. I'm just I'm I'm floating along, and I, right. I keep forgetting the fact that this is a podcast, and I'm not just you know talking with. That's you, so. good. I, These people are gonna like it more and more when we forget that we're on the, we're on the air. I feel bad though. No, know. they're fine. They uh, love it. In fact. <laughs> They love in it, fact, darling. They love it. They love no, it. No, believe in yourself. It's, it's great. It's our angle. It's our angle. Um, <laughs> no, we Adam and I had a conversation before this episode. I'll be honest with you. It feels like re- it feels like the same. Like it feels like we never stopped having that conversation. Like that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, I interrupted. In, Go ahead. In my mind, we never did. <laughs> no, like we. We should just what we should start doing is tricking ourselves. We'll record those like, "Hey man, how's your week?" Yeah, everything's bullshit, and then we'll stop recording when we do the episode, and that's gonna be what which, we put out. Which, hey man, how's everything? All oh, everything's bullshit. Which is an accurate summary of every conversation that I have with James. <laughs> accurate, but um, yeah. Um, okay. Here's one thing. Well, okay, actually, like, here, here's a serious thing that I actually thought was pretty, compa- like, non-sarcastic, I thought was really compelling. Um, Sally Struthers' character goes up to Lorelai and is talking about this cat, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is my kid, you know, like, like what, you know, I, I have to let go of her now, and, like, how am I supposed to live my life, and all this kind of stuff. And, like, and Lorelai has this sort of, like... She's she's having like this this thought, but she's not saying anything. You can sort of think that she's thinking about like, oh God, Rory's growing up, and like, you know, this is gonna be me when she when she leaves the house, and what am I gonna do? And like, my my life is so wrapped up in her, and and it was like this short little like forty five second thing, and I thought it was kind of sweet. Like it was yeah. it, it was a nice it was a nice. It's like in any given show, sometimes you're just like you know that was a good bit of television, like that like that. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. You know good. what I've never felt that is any time I watch Two and a Half Men. <laughs> <laughs> and let That show is so terrible. Let me back oh that God. up. Because I shouldn't say every time I watch Two and a Half Men. I was I just say, about to bring that up. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> every time I walk into a room where I want to jab my eyes out with a fork because that thing happens to be on. <laughs> And there, that's the funniest thing, man. That thing was on for what eight or nine seasons. I know it was highly well. It was highly rated as feels as far as the Nielsen ratings are concerned, right, not right. critically rated. Yeah. It was a highly rated show, which, by the way, we've participated. My wife and I have participated in Nielsen ratings before. Oh, really? They send you a rating sheet. Huh. They send you a check for like I think it was like forty bucks. Yeah. And and you you watch and you just tell them what you watch. So that means. People watched that piece of shit, and they said, "Yeah, uh, make sure that uh, you, you shut down the news, but keep that thing pumping." So, like, t- you have to understand, the mass majority of Americans, the mass majority, love Two and a Half Men. Yeah. So here's the thing: Mad Max came out this week, right? Yeah, and I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and Mad Max looks kind of awesome, but it also looks like a CGI shit show yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. But it got a 98% critic rating. Yeah. I was surprised by that. Right? And then it got like a 97% fan rate or, you know, non-critic rating. And I was like, whoa. But then you always have to think people kept fucking two and a half men on the air for nine years. (laughs) So can I really trust them? Like, who can you trust from from this moment forward? Who can I trust if not myself? I don't know, man. 
But yeah, I mean, it's it, I I. I go to so few movies in the theaters. Like I, I use Rotten Tomatoes to just figure out if it's even worth considering going. Like I don't read too much into it. I'm just like, okay, if if it's above like a fifty or a sixty, okay, I, th- there's a decent chance I'm gonna enjoy it. Like that, that's really the only. Um, and and actually, interestingly enough, that it like that is one of the reasons I stopped reading music reviews, like album reviews, before uh-huh. I actually listen to them. And yeah. not even just listen to them, but like listen, listen to them. And and granted, these are only albums that I care about, not like you know just like singles that I hear or whatever. Dude, I just I stop reading it because like I I found that like it's so much more enjoyable if you just if you just go in fresh and just listen, like just it listen is. to the fucking thing, and, and like don't have an opinion in your head, like just just listen to it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I I don't know what was I talking no, about. I, yeah. Well, I lost it too. Yeah, yeah it's cool. Well, nobody. It's it's true. Well, okay, actually, well, uh, there there was a, okay. I I just picked up the the thread of my thought. I feel like that's impossible with how they make trailers. I feel like it's impossible to go into a movie fresh. So our friend Brian Quain, to this day, be Quain never be Quain. Never, ever, ever watches trailers. I gotta respect him for that, man. Like I, I no, really do. I gotta respect weird. him for that. It, it's weird because he's gotta like leave the room or something like no. that. So when we when we go to the movies, I mean, so th- for everyone listening, B. Quain, great friend of mine in in Orlando, Florida. He is a definitely a movie nerd. Probably one of the biggest I know. Um, he when we go to the movies, he, <laughs> I've watched him do it. He did it in. The last time I saw him do it, we went we went and saw Inglorious Bastards. That's how fucking long ago it was. He was put his fingers in his ears, closes his eyes, and goes la 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 back and forth and rocks in his seat when a trailer comes on. <laughs> Me, I'll watch. I mean, I've watched like I'll watch a one single trailer like twenty times in a row. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, oh, like it, but just just from an efficiency standpoint, wouldn't it make a hell of a lot more sense to just leave the theater for ten minutes and come yeah, but back? But then you gotta do, uh, you gotta get everybody up and you gotta walk. I hate getting up during the movie. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Do you ever like apologize? Like sometimes sorry, I'm like uh, sorry, sorry. Well, no. Like uh, if there's a um, what is it? Uh, okay, I do this quite often. This is a this is a little move. I'll let you. You can you can borrow this. Okay. You walk into a theater, it's packed, and you notice that the middle of the row is the only two seats for you. Yeah. So you you pick that row, and as before I like say excuse me, excuse me, and I, I move down the row to get to the seat, I tell everybody I'm like, Hey, I don't pee a lot during the movie, don't worry. <laughs> I always tell them that. I want them to, and I don't mean it in a weird way. I always like I want them to feel like You you I'm have to realize in. there's no way for that to come off as not weird. Like really? <laughs> yeah, really? there's just, no way. There's no way because every single person is like, "Why the fuck is that guy talking to me about his bladder?" Like, I don't need to know that. I want them to know I'm gonna be a good neighbor during that two. You hours. know, you know the only like the only people that care about that, hmm. well, old old ladies and and like old couples that have gone to movie, they're like, "Well, oh, that was very considerate," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's what old people sound. Well, they would. Okay, Uh, yeah, I know. Listen. (laughs) Well, okay. Granted, okay. 
I wouldn't find it weird, but that's just because I know you so well. But I mean, like, it, like if you're going up to a stranger and informing them about your, you know, your 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 bladder habits, I, I um, mm, I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, let me let me recommend something to you, and let me push this movie on the air because you said you don't you don't go to the movies a lot and you look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Listen. The best time I've had in a movie in a long time. And It Follows was really great. We talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. Best movie I've seen in the theater, and I recommend you go while it's still in the theater. Dude, Furious 7 was so great. Really? Like, so great. It was was an action film that they knew was over the top. Mm-hmm. It was basically a Bond movie into how like crazy the action sequences were. Okay. They were fun, yeah. But it was so over the top. It. I mean, my wife and I laughed the whole movie through. Like it was, it was one-liners that they kept. Like every thirty seconds, there was like a, there was a Duke Nukem one-liner, and every <laughs> single one was like a one-liner that would just try and one up the last one. Yeah, and. Oh my god, man! All I'm gonna say is, there's a scene in the movie, and the, the movie I'm not gonna a, see it. You can go ahead I know. and spoil it. But no, I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. I just want you to understand the okay. level of yeah. awesome. the The movie takes itself seriously. That's the funny thing. Yeah. But if you know what you're watching, you know like uh, this is golden. I this see. is golden. So, in the film, The Rock. It's down for the count, and I'm not giving anything away. At the beginning of the movie, he gets a shit kicked out of him. He's in a hospital. He's got a broken collarbone, blah, 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 blah. So the whole movie goes through, and he's watching on the news all this crazy shit that's happening. His friends are kind of saving the world. And all of a sudden, he sees on the news that they're all in trouble. So he's got to leave the hospital and help them. Mm-hmm. So his da- his little daughter, she's like nine, she's in the hospital room. He gets up, he looks at the TV, and he goes, Ugh! And he flexes his arm. And the full cast that is on his shoulder all the way down to his wrist, he goes, and it breaks off from his muscles. That's fucking And then he turns to his daughter and goes, Daddy's got to go to work. Oh, no. Dude, that's the whole movie, and it's awesome. I'm not going to lie. I've... I don't think I've ever seen a Fast and Furious movie. But you don't I, need to. Yeah, but I kind of want to go see that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. We watched, we gearing up for Furious 7, we watched all of them. Yeah. And they're they're fun, but no, you could totally jump into Furious 7 and it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's fine. Oh, I, I, there, there's no lore. There's no backstory that I need well, to be aware I, of. I thought there was, and that's why I watched all six. And it was a mission at our house. It was... Very serious. We only have five days. We need to finish this, okay? That's what happened. Honey, when are you getting home from work? We need to plan this. That was, listen, that was one of the few movies my wife and I both walked out of and we were like, uh, that was awesome. Why didn't we go see that in IMAX? (laughs) (laughs) Saying. But, but like, honestly, like, the only two reasons I ever want to go to the movie is for something like what you just described and something like seeing Interstellar and IMAX, and I'm just oh. fucking glued the entire time. Anywhere in between, I really like. I'm just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I know. I, I'm a bad moviegoer, man. Like, no, I, but I that's just, okay. Yeah. Those are the like, like a lot of movies you can skip. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like, 
if you didn't see, if you saw Interstellar on DVD because you got it from Redbox, you fucked up. <laughs> this is true. Like I, I like I, I'm sort of because like I. I, I sort of I buy the Blu-rays of the movies that I like really like and I really do want yeah. to get that one but like I'm just like ah oh, but it's not IMAX like oh my god it's still great that at home, fucking but man movie. Jesus Christ cripes. man I eat the, the the and I won't go into it but the the one detail that I loved so much about it was that all of the shots of the spaceship looked like uh have you ever watched like NASA TV like like yeah. the public access channels yeah it's oh yeah that kind of shit. And, and it's like it's it's the camera angles that are really close to the spaceship's body and it's not necessarily showing off everything but it just like it looks so fucking cool and I'm a, like I'm, you, I'm a total space nerd so I mean like I was just like oh god that was awesome did you when you were like you know younger high school probably more middle school not high school did you watch like the NASA channel yeah like the, yeah I did. I did too yeah I watched that and I played I used to I kind of want to get another CB radio. My friend had a CB radio, and we used to fuck around with truckers. Are you serious? Yeah, it was really fun. Oh, dude! <laughs> Speaking of which, one one of the one of the best B horror movies I ever saw, and I, I gotta yeah. look this up again, was just that. It was two guys fucking with truckers over a CB radio. What? Yeah. What's that movie called? It's um. I think it has the the guy who plays Samwise in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and plays Rudy. What? No, I I watched it. Sean Astin? I think so. I I may be I may be pulling this out of my ass. I don't know. I saw Sean Astin at Comic Con. He's a really little man. Wait. How small? (laughs) How How small small is he? he? (laughs) Uh, I don't know what this movie is, but that's I you know what? I got I will ask Zach and and for I, I my our buddy Zach, he's just he hasn't He's an encyclopedia. He'll he'll be able to figure it out. All right, but it's actually pretty damn good. Like they they basically like they sort of uh, it, it's the CB radio version of catfishing. Like they try to get yeah. like this trucker to like do all these embarrassing things for the love of a, like this imaginary <laughs> woman, and they the, he ends up just being you know a fucking serial killer. But um, oh great. Anyways, that's just gonna come back to haunt me. I th- I'm, I mean, when I was like in middle school, but I. Remember telling a guy that we we left him some money in a trash can? And he oh, to, yeah. like, <laughs> that's gonna come back it. to you, man. Like that's yep. yeah. <laughs> There's no episode six, no sir. Um, hey, on a on a different note, a couple of things back to Gilmore Girls out of necessity, out of necessity. for our listeners. Yeah. Um, Patty. Is the dance instructor? Yes, she's awesome. She is. I have that. That's a note here. You mentioned it yourself. You yeah. said, "I love Patty. She's really cool." I put here, Patty is awesome. We need her. So, <laughs> Patty, if you're listening, we would love you to come on the show. That would be really cool. No, no, no. Like all, you need to go up and be like, Patty, we need you. Like that's that's what you that's what you need to convey. We to need her. you, Patty. <laughs> this is not up for discussion. But um. Also, so she was, like, sampling all the fruit um, in the market, right? In, yep. in a small, cute little... Sampling is a nice way to put it. She was just sampling. E- she was eating well, it. Well, she was doing a little bit more than eating because she was saying, isn't fruit so sensual? And she was getting into that. She goes, try a plum. They're better than sex. Yeah, that's right. Yep. She said that. <laughs> but then, I can't remember Kirk. That guy annoys me. But he came up and he said the following. 
he basically was trying to stop, stop, stop. And she was like, no, what do you mean? I've always done this. And then he said, and I quote, the next time you put something in that mouth that doesn't belong there, I'm going to remove it and then call the police. <laughs> that was in there. I'd forgotten about that. Oh, shit. Yep. And I remember, like, because, like, my wife was sitting next to me. I was like, and I looked over to give her the look. Like, did you, did, did, you heard that, right? And she was playing solitaire on her phone. She wasn't paying attention. But, like, I was like, oh, shit. Um. And also, I was going to say, you mentioned the old, we, we pick up on a lot of the same kind of things. Like, there's a yeah. lot of different little action points in this episode. But we both picked up on the old man at the coffee shop mm-hmm. who was kind of, uh, taken aback by the lewd things that uh, Max Medina and uh, Lorelai were, were were talking about, and I just wanted you to know that old man is us. <laughs> okay, uh, let me paint the scene. Th- this old man hasn't gotten out of the house in a while, and he's like, no. know, he's like, you know what, you know His what, wife. I, his wife is dead. His wife is dead. He's like, you know, I've been in this fucking house for so fucking long. I'm just gonna go get a goddamn cup of coffee around yeah. some goddamn human beings. And he's hy- he's psyching himself up. He's ready yeah. for it. And then, yeah. like, you know, this this is his chance. This is his chance to re-enter society after his wife's death. And then he right. sits down, and they start making all these fucking lewd jokes. And he goes, you know what? I fucking knew this was going to happen. And then he goes back to his house and fucking never comes out again. That That is... That that is my hypothetical. You ended it lightly. I was gonna say that he <laughs> offs himself when he gets oh, home. Oh no! I, I was well. Okay. In all honesty, I was thinking that, but but I, I decided to go a different route. But. <laughs> Listen, you went okay. Let's be honest. You went the Mark Marin route. Yes. He went yes. home. In your mind, he went home to play with his cats and just be a shut in forever. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In yeah. my mind, I did the David Cross route. Yeah. He took himself home. And shot himself and painted blood on his on his shirt and said, "Yay, America!" <laughs> that was the two differences. Oh God! But yeah, he had that look in his face about like these fucking people, like that. They, like <laughs> that's that was like his his facial expression. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Oh Christ, man! Yeah, we do pick up on the same stuff. That's weird. It's true. Yeah. Um. See, just a couple... Oh, this is my big... Uh, my This is my ender. I'll call it my ender. Okay. So, um, here's... I'll just read my note. This is the new show. The show is now us reading our cryptic notes and trying to make a point. <laughs> um, Try, trying to make sense of what we wrote down. So I put... Coffee shop has coffee cans all over and the word espresso and cappuccino. This is my CGI versus realism argument. So, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. The funny thing is, if anybody wants to see me do this, I'm on the trolley, the San Diego Metro Trolley System. I take the green line from... The Mission Valley area downtown. You're, you're going to get killed tomorrow. I hope good, you know that. Good. Good. <laughs> Every day, and I'm on my. I'm. I'm. You know, everybody on the truck. It's, it's public transit. You want to look cool. You just want to be that guy. And I'm watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, so this was my 
you know, my my deep philosophical moment to say this is my oh this is my this is that age old argument I make about CGI versus realism in films. Um, so here's what I did want to say though. So Gilmore Girls is awesome. We love it, but the coffee shop that they went and had a date in. Yep. Or they had a pre-date as pre-date as date. It was really a date. They they wanted it was a totally, date. Yeah. It was if ten years from now if they got married they'd be like that was our first date. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the coffee shop was obviously. Um, I, I always go back to production, so I'm thinking about like somebody had to build the coffee shop exterior. They had a soundstage, and they just they got like a little neon sign that said coffee or like have yep. a brew or yep. something. Mm-hmm. And then, but I but a real coffee shop. Of course, it's got, like, uh, have a cup of joe, you know, a little hang-in-their-cat equivalent in a coffee shop. Right. And then, but then there's usually, like, and I'm not saying I like it, it's usually bullshit. Sorry, guys. It's usually, like, some local kid's art um, on the wall for sale for way too much money. I'm not buying that kid. Um, And then, you know, maybe, like, a public board. Just normal coffee stuff. Maybe there's, like, a, a pile of, like, board games and stuff. Not this coffee shop. If you looked around, the entire coffee shop was like cappuccino, cappuccino, cappuccino. It was a word on one wall. Then there was a wall of just coffee cans. No. That coffee's not going to get used. Not a whole wall. No, no. Um, then there, it was just like everywhere. It was just like coffee, coffee, coffee. So it was the generic Acme uh, products. So of you're coffee saying shops. this is very basic. It's very basic. Yeah. And it was very obvious that, like, that nobody really cared. That that's like that that's like the modern house you walk in that has like in in ty- in nice fancy typography st- statuettes on top of the cabinets. It just says believe. Oh god, those believe. And yeah. <laughs> right. So believe in what by I, the way? Dude, I have no idea. Um or it says family. Whose family? Who which one are you referring to? <laughs> it's like like yeah, just family, right? It's like Naming your dentist dentist on the outside, right? <laughs> Quick, okay, okay, here's a new question. Who's driving down the road and just and just immediately like, hang a Louie, it's it's a dentist, you know, like uh, Hey, anyway. hey, hey, darling, you know that loose t- Yeah, there no, I'm serious. There's one right that you wanna go? Alright, we're says going. Dentist. It says dentist. <laughs> it says dentist. So my point of this was I will always appreciate Gilmore Girls. It's a good show. Um but man, I have so much more respect for the the shows that go over and above to make a real coffee shop look like a real coffee shop. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, Gilmore Girls is not that show, and I wouldn't expect it to. Yeah. But to that point, I'm a man for realism personally, mm-hmm. and I have been talking about it. It's something I get in arguments with people about all the time. Everybody's like, "Dude, Hobbit, man." Hobbit was awesome. No, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. I actually just watched the third one uh, from Redbox the other night. I couldn't even finish it. It looked like it looked awful. Yeah. It looked like you put me and Adam in a wig in front of a green screen yeah. for three hours. And like you go back and you take that, and I'm not even that big of a, like a Tolkien fan, but if you take that and put that up against mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, of course there was CGI in Lord of the Rings. Of, mm-hmm. of course. But it was where it needed to be. Yeah. Then there were also full sets that were designed. Painters came in. You know, carpenters were there. It was... I mean, it's it's hardcore and it looks beautiful. Yeah. 
I feel like most people don't see that, and most people see The Hobbit and are like, oh, it's, it's great, it's perfect. Yeah. Not really. Well, it looks right. And, I, mean, it looks and, like you were... I, I won't get into it because it's long and boring, but I am a humongous Tolkien fan. Um, and, and I do understand, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it, I do understand the direction he was trying to go with it. He was basically spicing up um, The Hobbit with a lot of Tolkien's um, short stories and like some of his sort of mythological things that he had written about it, and it's supposed to be more fantastical, and I, I sort of understand. But it, God, those movies were just not enjoyable. I mean, I'll, I'll still watch them because I mean, I really, really like Lord of the Rings a lot. But I mean, yeah. like, I'll, I'll probably, I, I watch all three of the extended ones at least once a year. Like that's Me just too. like a ritual. But a year, like, yeah, and like I'll probably watch The Hobbit every now and again. But like, it's not, it's not a fucking priority. Um, the the, oh, the the one saving grace is um, what's his face um, the guy from Love Actually who plays um, Martin Freeman yeah I think he I think he does a very good Bilbo Baggins he does that, that's he does. that's just that that is the one saving grace of the film I I think uh, personality wise like he just he fits the bill really well yeah he does he's yeah. good but I mean but but that's my my thing is CGI has a place yes but it's not to dominate like. Yeah. Personally, I that's part of the reason why the why why the Star Wars prequels are so fucking awful. I mean, like they're it's, true. it's all fucking green screen. It's all fucking all green screen. Jesus Christ! Like and, well, and Hayden Christensen. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's it's only one problem with, the film. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll get into another later. Um, well, um, now that we have not talked about. Gilmore Girls for about 45 minutes. So this is a good process. This is good. I like this. This is good. Um, We're getting our rhythm. <laughs> uh, James, you got anything else? Mm. You kids, stay in school. Don't focus on your CGI. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you guys look out for that innuendo horn slash Nazi horn next week. <laughs> All right. Later, everyone. Thank you for listening to Gilmore Boys. Until next time.